Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando, Monday, August 21st, 8.31 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, 
<clears throat> thank you again for for your support um fantastic week for the lions and the pride you know i'd say one of the biggest wins in club history for the orlando pride you are definitely the the women that play the world cup made an immediate impact you can tell that all the wear and tear and this small break that they had for the world cup truly helped the team uh become more, more cohesive and uh, uh better as a unit same with orlando city but uh one thing i will have to say is that it was not the typical orlando possession game that it has us accustomed to and used to it wasn't the typical orlando city uh, the, uh, doing 550 passes a game and maybe two shots on goal. This game, on the other end, I'll have to say that Orlando City did something that they have never done in a long time, which is the set piece. Um, you know, we and these are how you can win, you know, being defensively sound, as Orlando is. Paula, are you listening to this? this there is you go. You. This is for Paula. I know that Paula is, uh, you know, she's she's with her family right now but you know definitely this is how you can win games by being playing the set piece you know uh, a corner a corner kick a great header from uh facundo you know from willie cartagena and then a penalty you know taken by facundo torres very well and then a another goal from a fantastic i will say one of the best crosses I mean, he's gotten so good at crosses. It, I mean, you know, it's he started kind of shaky, but he's gotten so much better uh, down the road. Uh, Rafael Santos with a monster cross, and then you know, found Ivan Angulo, which is one of the shortest. That tells you that Chicago's defense was really subpar. Uh, and Orlando got a three-one win, being one down, actually, and everybody started typing P A. P I space O U T exclamation point. You know, right? They were about to do it, about to do it, about to put it on Twitter. But no, Orlando City delivered a win. Three 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 one win. And the coolest part of it is, you know, drinking the field goal Kool-Aid, right? We are fourth in the East, guys. Fourth. In the east, right? Which we actually, in the beginning of the of the year, we were like, you know, I'll be content if we're third or fourth. I think I'm good, right? I I am great. I feel fantastic, and I think it's it's happening, guys. So, Orlando City is taking advantage of these set pieces of these situations. They're converting go converting goals. They're defensive. They're staying defensively compact, and we're seeing the results. Now we have. Uh, a game at home against a really tough team, which is St. Louis, you know, but uh, we are home. And so, uh, you know, the 12th man, which is the wall, and everyone is going to be there, definitely supporting the, the Lions. So, John, how are you, my friend? Uh, a little busy week for you, I know. Good, buddy. Yeah, can't complain. You know, it was a nice, chill Sunday. It was a great Sunday for me. I, I had a, a very enjoyable time. It was, it was beautiful. Then I got to watch a Sunday night game, which is weird, rare, but it, like weird this season, right? With all the 7.30 Apple TV games, the Sunday night game was a change of pace. And 
you know, whenever we play away, I always feel like there's that sort of this season, that nice opportunity for us to possibly get a, another nice away win. And this was a great example of that. The first half started out a little rocky, I got to say. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't super enthused by what we saw in the first half, but whatever Oscar said to them at halftime worked because even though, like you said, they scored that goal right at the beginning of the second half, the way we responded was, you know, it was a one-two punch, Louise. That's what it was. It was, you scored? Oh, okay, we score. Oh, we score another one. Okay. By that time, Chicago would just demoralize, and I think but then, for me, the game was, was over. So I was just sitting there enjoying my nice Sunday evening watching us get three points on the road. You know, um, one of the biggest things I take is that there's a player that has improved tremendously in this squad. Then it's not because he's Peruvian. I'm saying it. I'm just saying it because I think he's definitely improved. He started a little shaky. People started kind of flaking on him saying, Hey, I don't know if this is the guy that we truly expected to get when we really, uh, acquired him, which is Wilder Cartagena. Wilder has stepped up tremendously. Uh, as as a, not only a goal scorer and a threat in goal scoring, but he, also he's out there, Luis, looking like Casemiro hitting those balls exactly. from deep from D mid, trying to, trying to one ball was like Ronaldo esque. Exactly. He should have put that should have gone in. He was so yeah. unlucky that Richie yeah. stole that. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm gonna say the double pivot is working so well for Orlando. Like I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. You know, Kalen Carr in the I was watching the replay, and um, he described. Uh, he says, literally at this moment that you have on screen right now, on the Apple TV coverage, he says that's the battery describing yeah. Cartagena and Arujo. And I was like, that is. I wrote it down because so I was like, that is actually the perfect description. The whole thing. They're the engine. Two very core engine pieces that the rest of the unit runs off and without them and that moment in the season when we figured that out and they became the linchpin of the whole system was the moment it turned around that it's it's still so vital to what we're doing today Luis. yeah you know i, I totally agree with that and we need to see more of this uh we, this needs to continue throughout the you know we only have 11 games left and, and like you were saying like wilder what what a game from him I feel like he's growing all the time. He's, he's showing, like you were talking about, the Wilder that was there two or three seasons ago that was playing for the Peruvian national team. That's, he's back now, I'd say, in his prime of his season, playing at his prime level. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I wouldn't agree. I, I, I agree 100%. And not only that, but I'm going to add, add to what you say. I mean, he... I know for a fact that Pedro Wilder and Raul Ruiz Diaz are going to, and Miguel Trauco from San Jose are going to all four of them be traveling to the qualifiers in September. Uh, now Wilder has a huge chance to start for Peru for after a long time because the coach of Peru is actually the new coach. He's a fan of the MLS. Uh, he used to coach Cruz Azul. He's watched the whole league's cup. You know, he's the one who gave that, um, that um, championship to Cruz Azul after like a hundred years of not winning one. So, so he respects the. Yeah, know, he respects the MLS tremendously. He respects that Pedro is like one of the best keepers uh, in the MLS, course. and like he yeah, sees yeah. that that's valuable. It's, Unlike it's, other national team coaches who might look at Pedro and yeah. say, 
as like a negative, this is a positive. Yeah, this is a positive for him. And I, I, I will have to add also Cesar Araujo. I mean, so young and playing at that, that level, being that anchor in the mid, like those two, I know sources have told me they haven't finished business against Inter Miami, you know, and, and they truly, and I'm going to say this right now, they, all, all these guys that you see in the picture, they're all are hungry to get a piece of the Flamingos on September 24th. Like, and um, I think the, the, definitely I see this a potential starting lineup for that game. But we need to see, in order for us to win that game, we need to have that Wilder and that's the set it out. If, if we have any less of that, we're going to be in big trouble, <laughs> you know? And especially, and I will say, this is where we start kind of talking about things that didn't really convince me as much about this game. I know what were your thoughts regarding Rodrigo Schlegel. I felt he was a little heavy, uh, especially on that uh, disallowed goal by the 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 greek striker for the fire you know i i felt like he could have done a little more and he was i mean jensen was on point but he was just it seemed kind of like heavy-footed i don't know what what were your thoughts regarding the back line i i think the thing is schlegel is, is he has moments where he he gets suckered into like a classic play where the striker wants him to come and close down the ball so that he can lay it off to another player. And it seems to happen to him a lot. He gets himself in issues with positioning. And this was another one of those situations. I mean, I think for a backup center back, Luis Rodrigo is a good backup center back. And that's my nice way of saying, I, I don't super love it when he's in the back line. I think it definitely, you notice the difference in how solid we are when it's not Antonio and Jansen and it's Schlegel and one of them. I mean, I can see the difference. I think everyone just feels a little bit safer. And sometimes Rodrigo has a tendency to, like I said, make the wrong decision or maybe just go missing. You know, maybe he's not always a hundred percent focused. I don't know what it is, but there are times where he makes those errors and it, and it often allows a good chance for the opposition. And sometimes we're punished because of that. So this time, luckily, we weren't. Um, and actually, VAR, amazingly, I was like, I had to pinch myself because I was like, what is <laughs> happening here? Did they just this, actually this correctly actually, call something? Right, is this actually us? working? Did VAR this- actually just work in our favor? <laughs> Can somebody verify that? Um, but yeah, he was like half a yard offside. It, it was a bit naive from the Greek striker, really, because it was a great play by Gutierrez to get out there and he. You know, it was a FIFA pass goal. It was like, I'm through and I'll give you the pass over to, you know, make sure we score. But he didn't hold his run and it was well called. Um, unlike a later call in this game, which I'm sure you can guess what, what other call happened in VAR. But I think what it was, Luis, is because they gave us this one. They were like, no, that's your quota for the day. So when we had our penalty shout, they were like, no, nah, you can't have that. You can't have a disallowed goal and a penalty. That would be too generous. So that's how pro is, right? They got to have some balance. They don't want to be favoring yeah, anybody. We don't want to be favoring anybody, Luis. Oh, oh, so, of course, yeah. of course. But that's with some teams, though. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right, right. That's with some teams because all of a sudden, I have a feeling like the Black Eyed Peas song 
I have a feeling that MLS right now loves color pink. And it's not because of breast cancer. It's no. Because, it's because yeah. of a certain club down south, you know, that all of a sudden, you know, when it comes to certain calls for, for that club, it, all of a sudden they forget about the VAR. You know, they add like 15 minutes of stoppage <laughs> time. Yeah, I'm like 50 minutes. Are they gonna give more? Are they gonna put more burgers at the, uh, at, the at the press box? Because 15 minutes—that's a lot. And I mean, I, you know, I wanna I wanna add and tell you, you know, obviously Dagger Dan started for for the Lions, right? What were your thoughts regarding Dagger Dan? I thought he was spot on. You know, I mean, it wasn't like I I, I wouldn't say it was like man, he's Marcelo. You know what I mean? But he was, he was, I mean, he did his thing, you know, he, he did his role, I think. Um, and obviously, you know, he, he, I mean, that was a great penalty. I mean, you, what a bad night for, for that player, Navarro. I mean, he had a hor. he was one of the worst players in Chicago. Started and okay. And then he pointed just, out that that was a foul on his, he was on a second yellow. Well, yeah. That should have been a second yellow, basically. Yeah, because- it should have been. A yellow, you make a foul that leads to a penalty in the box. That's another yellow. Usually, I don't understand how you can how you can give away a penalty and not get another yellow. I'm confused by that. So I think he should have been sent off here. Actually, yeah, yeah clearly, yeah, clearly he was. I mean, because people were saying, "Oh no, that was a BS penalty." That oh. that right there, my friend, steps and he made. He comes in with a clumsy foot. It happens all the time. It's just this, that's part of being a defender. You come in with a rash leg, you throw it at, like that's exactly what he did. And Dagger changed direction. To, to be honest, Dagger changed the direction. Wasn't exactly like you know he didn't chop him really close. Like he, he it was obvious that Dagger had changed direction. It was just a bad foot. The guy threw in a leg, and you know it was in the box. It's the right call. Um, and I think Luis overall, like I was looking on FootMob, and actually Dagger got the best rating out of our back line. There. So you got, yeah, you know, yeah. Antonio, you know, sorry, um, Rafa Santos on 7.1 and Jansen on 6.8, Schlegel on a 7.1 and Dagger Dan on a 7.2. Like, oh dear. Who was that? Sorry. The Sonos thinks I'm talking. Um, so Dagger Dad uh, is up there as the highest rated. Paul, Paul, are you there? (laughs) Bob is, you know, not always accurate, but just going off that alone, you know, it's things stat wise that he had the best performance in the back line. I think he did play well. I don't think he particularly stood out necessarily, but he just had a solid game. Uh, obviously, the moment there being the highlight for him where he kind of got forward. He wasn't able to get forward as much as we'd have liked from Dagger. But I'm kind of wondering, Luis, if Oscar told him not to. Because we know when we play this system, Rafa is allowed to go forward because he's got that killer cross on him, right? So when Kyle Smith plays there, he sits a little bit back more. And he kind of waits and he doesn't go as far forward just to kind of help out the back line and the defensive sixes. So maybe that's what, you know, he was asked to do, to be a little bit more defensive. Yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. know what his options were at right back. What we do know is that he's gained enough confidence of Oscar to start there. He, we've seen him progress over the weeks, getting more and more from, you know, coming on for 20 minutes and then coming on at halftime. And now he's getting the start. So, 
I think in the absence of Mikey, we were wondering what would happen in this position. And we, neither of us predicted Dagger Dan to come in and kind of maybe take that role. But it could be a case now where arguably I would say there's not much argument at the moment to bring Kyle Smith back in. You know, like he's not been in great form and Dagger's doing as good a job. So I would keep starting Dagger. Mikey's not quite healthy enough yet. So as of right now, in the next foreseeable games, I think Dagger is going to be our right back. Pitch. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't really. Hard work, please, you know, like the guy has said, I'll yeah. do whatever you need me to do. And Oscar said, play right back. And now he's saying, okay, well, maybe you're my right back. Yeah, very resilient player, in my opinion. I think uh, tactically, very, very technically savvy. So whatever, I think Oscar, like you said, he he told him to 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 do a tactical move, right? So he it was it was just plain tactics. So it's kind of he's kind of like a an improved uh, Kyle Smith in a way, uh, you know. And so he's telling him, you know, do Kyle Smith, you know, Kyle's role. Uh, I know that um, they're open to the coach's suggestions of kind of guys, right? They want to be told. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to do and tell me where to be. You know, it's funny. Remember when I met him, Luis, I asked him, what position do you want to play? And he said, box the box. And I feel like wing back and box the box, in my opinion, like are very similar in the fact that they're all up the field and all back the field. Like you're doing a lot of work on both sides of the ball in both of those positions. So I'm wondering whether Dagger also really likes playing wing back because he's able to attack, but also has defensive responsibilities. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm I'm happy for for Dagger Dan. Um, I think uh, he has a personality in him also. Uh, <clears throat> definitely um, do a great job uh, defensively, uh, tactically. Uh, also against uh, Miami, I think he'll be a very pivotal part. Because of the wingers now that they have DeAndre Yedlin in great form, you have uh, Jordi Alba on the other side. Now, I, I do have to say, when it comes to Orlando City, and I'm going to read your comments in just a moment. So, thank you so much for doing that and, and leaving your your comments. Um, look, uh, one thing that we truly need to improve is the turnover rate of this team. I mean, in, in this game, I mean, talking about Angulo had, I mean, he, I mean, he's fantastic with the ball. He scored a goal, but you cannot. You cannot lose the ball like that um, against uh, a team that has, you know, any team that is better than Chicago, which I can fairly say there's a bunch of the teams that were going to be like the next team that we're facing is definitely th 30 times better than Chicago. So we can lose the ball. We can have Mauricio Pereira, Ivan Angulo, and Cesar for a couple of times turn over the ball so so stupidly and i'm just gonna say it like that bluntly you know i think that you know those are the opportunities in which players that have a good good pair of feet that know how to carry and dribble the ball that have experience that have played in europe are playing huge teams can carry out a transition play against orlando and truly score on us just by speed and so we, we, we cannot – now, Chicago is a team that's really not – you cannot compare them to the top-level teams in the MLS. You know, I'm just going to say it like that. They have Shakiri that tried, 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 and unfortunately he's not the player he used to be. And uh, But 
we got lucky, in my opinion. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that. Lego man, you mean Mr. Brick Brickman Shakira himself? Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean he he's the kind of DP I don't want. He likes waffles. Uh, the problem with guys like Shakira and, and he some background, Luis. He used to play for my team Stoke back in England, oh, and so I know a lot about Shakira. Well. I know, yeah. And there's an era where Stoke were in the Premier League, and we had a few stars. We had Boyan, who was my favorite, and we had yeah Bojan Kirkic. Yeah, Bojan mm-hmm. Kirkic. We had uh, Marko Anatovic, and we had Jordan Shakiri. And Arnautovic Shakiri, I just I didn't like them as people. They're, they were not. There were many reports about the way they acted in the club, and so I kind of got a bad taste about Shakiri then. And he joined Chicago, and you know I. I think he's a guy who played at really good clubs with other better players around him, and that made him look really good, like when he was at Bayern and Liverpool and whatever. But when he played for us at Stoke, like he was playing, you know, the Premier League, he wasn't exactly lighting it on fire for us, right? He wasn't our best player on our team. And I think that's kind of shows here, like he's not able to carry Chicago. Like he's not the guy who's able to you know, be the the DP that you need to have. He seems like a complacent guy. He just kind of came for a paycheck, in my opinion. So that's not the kind of DP we want. And I always love it when we stick at the jerd on that moment where Rodri kicked the ball at him and got him all wound up. And he just got mad and pushed Slagle over. I was like, yeah, look at Shakiri all wound up. I enjoyed that. Shakiri gets paid $8 million. Yeah, he's the most well before Messi. Before Messi came and broke the <laughs> broke the scale. Before Messi came and tipped the whole thing over, um, he was the most highest paid, I believe, in MLS this season. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, it is it is true. Which uh, is look, ludicrous. Like if you think about ROI for him, you know, your return on investment. Zero. I, I think he's probably got like Might one, as well they you know, Chicago goals, you guys want, I don't know, but not much. Chicago be one of Chicago, if you want to burn your money, just give it to LPL. We'll definitely take it. I posted on Twitter that I'm sure he's looking for any club back in Europe. That you know, he needs to go back to Switzerland and play. Yeah, for, he could yeah, go he play, play for play young him. boys and teach the the next generation of Swiss superstars of Shakiris. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Go go uh, do something for your nation. Go go. MLS go. is not having you, bud, because you're not good enough. But sure, he can go to he can go play in Peru. There's a team called Universitario. He can go play there. They'll take him. Uh, GoTube TV. What I like was seeing Orlando' willingness and responsiveness after Chicago's goal. OC responded well and fast. I agree with you, hundred percent. I want to say hello to my friend Alonzo. I saw. I said not, about the, a... the one-two punch because it was like they scored and then we immediately replied and then we scored again. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, and then it was, you know it, it was, was a great it, five it, minutes. Yeah, and I felt I felt a little terrible because the crowd really responded in that game. They thought they were gonna get a W. Like Bro, it, it was, it was the last ten minutes was like silent in there. Yeah, it was ill the atmosphere. I mean, not that there was much atmosphere at a Chicago yeah. game anyway, but we killed what little there was. Yeah. Sitch Taylor says PK. There you go, Sitch Taylor. Welcome back, Junior. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Junior in just a second. Joshua Tall, I was glad how we bounced back right away, and it was great that we won 3-1. to one. Angulo had a really good game in Torres. I really hope we can be St. Louis. Yeah, me too. And it says, uh, 
Let me see. Joshua Tall. It was great. We're fourth and tied for third. That's right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm just going to be a little, you know, you know, I'm going to go like Kara. You know? You know, Twitter now, it's all like, they all forgot about what happened in January and February and March. They all forgot about it now. They're all like, oh, no, I, I love the club. Uh, I, I love uh, Oscar. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Oscar, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I just think it's so funny, uh, you know? You know, but, you know, great. You know, we're doing fantastic. I think we're going to take, we have 11 games left, guys. And then, you know, obviously you have Inter and you have people have the audacity to say that they're going to win every single game. If they win every single game from moment on, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, man. I, I, I don't know. This is it's crazy. But, you know, they're saying, you know, Orlando doesn't mean S because we're still on the hunt. We're League Cup champions now. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win the MLS. I was like, there's no way. Uh, is there any way they can win the MLS this they year? They can't even make playoffs, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty it's, much statistically impossible for them to make playoffs. So here's the thing: yes, they could make playoffs with the amount of points if they won every game, but every team around them would have to like. Like literally all the teams in eighth, ninth, tenth would have to also lose like every game, and Miami win every game for them. To exactly, be they're on eighteen points, <laughs> and ninth is like uh, is Chicago or DC or somebody is on Chicago is on thirty-two points. According they, to Jenny they have Chu, double the amount of points that Miami have. According to Jenny Chu, much. she she believes we could win. They could win, <laughs> bro. Uh, I, I was still, embarrassed that Jenny Chu once reported for us when I saw that yeah, COVID about doing Nashville. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know, I, I'm going to say this. She Nashville, also took a picture with him after the Nashville, game, I, I by am, the way, you, which is you, not integrity, you know, journalism you're not, integrity there. You're not Good supposed job. to do that. I'm going to say this. You're not supposed to. If, if Luis Pineda will do this at Exploria, because some of the players. Right, because some of the players recognize me, and and they want you know sometimes they want to talk and stuff. Like even Alonso, sometimes some players get a, you know when I say hello, right? But we're not supposed to ever take pictures or get anything from them. If we do, they could revoke our credentials right away. There and and you know this thing about Messi, you know when there's a journalist from down south, it's like a pastor guy. I don't know what it is like he 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 posts a lot of stuff uh, about Messi uh, and down Miami. He tried to get accredited with with Orlando for the September twenty fourth game, and uh, he's had some issues in the past coming to Exploria because he's tried to literally go into the tunnel and literally hug the players after they score and stuff. And you cannot do that. Like if I would ever dare to do that stuff, or Alonzo. Or you know Mike Ramajo or anybody, we will be. They will kick us out of the of the property. You're not supposed to do that. So you know for for a, a respected journalist to to definitely take a picture with 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 Messi, which I understand. You know it's Messi, but you know you gotta follow the protocol because if you don't follow it, then that means that it's a free fall for all of us. So we can also take I can take pictures with Messi then on September 24th. 
I think it's just also, it's a shame because you, I expect more for certain people, you know, it's some of the journalistic bias in MLS coverage is just ridiculous. And I think that, you know, we understand that you have history if you're an ex player or whatever you're, but at least try to do, you know, try to keep it even across your coverage, try to act like you want to be fair to both sides of the argument and not just openly be like, well, this is my old club. So obviously I love them and they should well, win and their players are the best. And I, I just think you don't see that. You wouldn't see that in, in Europe. You, you wouldn't see that and, in, in British coverage. And I want to give kudos. I want to give kudos. You have to, ex-players, but they're very even. I want to give kudos to Orlando City Communications. They're doing a fantastic job when it comes to the credentialing process. Um, when it comes to this, and, and there's things that I know, and I'm going to say it because it needs to be said. There's people calling the club, literally. Hey, um, I want to cover Messi. Okay, well, well uh, <laughs> they apply, and they have no website. They have no Facebook. They have no YouTube. They have no, no, no Twitter. Uh, they have nothing. They just want to cover Messi. And and you know, well, go through go to Miami. You know, you know that's what, you know that's technically what you know because if you're coming to Orlando, you come to cover Orlando City. You're really really not covering Miami. I mean, if, especially if you're up, if you're applying for Orlando through Orlando, it means that you're covering Orlando. So you know you're not covering Miami. So don't be a no, sneaky I mean, the, the a sneaky. Coverage right. should be provided by the Miami team, right? And it should so, be limited only to, to Miami's right. personal, like team coverage. We're not. There's not the Miami newspapers, right? Should so not we, be coming up so, here. So you, so in. you're getting, you're getting now a bunch of average people calling Orlando, bothering the communications team, pretty much saying, "Hey, I want to cover Messi." Um, uh, and I, I'm applying, I, I put my application, when's my application going to be received? <laughs> They're like, well, if you're, are you going to cover Orlando or are you going to cover Messi? I'm going to cover Messi. Okay. Well, go apply to the Inter Miami website. Here's the website uh, link. You know what I mean? Because if you apply through Orlando, you have to be for Orlando, right? You got to be covering or you got to be a yeah. an outlet. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It's a way games. It's, it's, not, it's we're not crazy. here inviting into Miami press we invite Orlando press that's how it works when you're a home team you have to you have to provide obviously for the away team traveling press of course but that's the official team they work for into Miami they're writing the pieces that go on the into Miami website they're the actual club coverage this is not you know there's no away press conference section Right. There's no away presser section. So they got to be just like with the wall and the jerseys, Luis, the press conferences, the security around the stadium, everything for this Miami game. I'm sure they're on it. Like we are not a clown. Yeah. Club. Jared and, Dillon and, and those guys are are organizing and I'm sure they are yeah. prepared. And doing yeah, they're definitely they prepared. Can. They know that it's going to be. And, yeah, they also know that everyone's going to be watching. So they want to do it right. Yeah, I want to give a, a shout out to Hannah. She just uh, obviously she left the club uh, to work for the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
fantastic human being, Hannah Drostick. She used to work for Orlando City not too long ago. Uh, I remember when I first came uh, to cover the club and I was working with uh, Alonso's outlet. Uh, she definitely was a huge help, like getting everyone, getting to know everybody. And uh, I want to just give her a shout out if she's watching. Uh, but uh, thank you for everything, Hannah. But either way, I mean, they have a team that is definitely has to handle all this stuff now. Uh, and it's, it's craziness. Uh, so it's going to be very crazy on the 24th. Uh, now, uh, to go back into the, into the game, uh, I, I will say uh, we're going to read your comments in just a second. Uh, the bear is back. You know, and it's good to the see. The bear is back. It's good to see the bear, you know, as a change of pace player, you know. And uh, I think, uh, you know, having Urso available off the bench is being positive so far for his first game. I don't know where your your thoughts regarding uh, his performance against Chicago. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought that it was going to be Wilder or... Sorry, Wilder or Cesar coming off for Junior, but then Oscar threw him on and kind of we we went almost to like a four four two or like a four yeah. or four one one um, with Junior kind of playing like a left mid role. So, but also he was playing like an eight as well. So I like the solidity that gave us. Like I love, I like that Oscar closes a game i don't like when he goes to the three center backs because i think it just confuses the who's marking who and our the way our back line lines up so i think if you want to be if you want to see out a game the best way to do it is to add more midfielders so keeping the double pivot in there adding in junior made us just have so many more numbers in the midfield where junior was fresh legs chasing down the ball leaving wilder and Cesar to sit a little bit and not have to go chase the ball. Um, and just, we had like a block of two lines, Luis, for that last like 20 minutes and just frustrated them because they just didn't have enough quality to be able to do anything about that when we decided that we were going to shut the game down, park the bus as it was. And so Junior played a big role. That all happened when Junior came on. So I like that. I think that's what we're going to see from him. I think he's going to be used as a utility sub i think also we could potentially see him coming on for mauricio to play as an actual 10 to play you know the last 30 minutes as a center attacking mid if oscar wants him to do that maybe throw him on the wing if we want to do him there i think like dagger now junior is just like the the mid sub and wherever we need someone to come on at the 60th in he'll probably be the first guy up i imagine is that the way you see it or Oh yeah, you for sure. I, I think I think he's a utility sub for Orlando City. I think he, tactically he's very savvy. He could play several positions, uh, and uh, that's something added. And not only that, but um, he gets along well with everybody, and he he has leadership qualities, which is what you need against the teams that are coming up next. You know what I mean? We're not playing like we're playing against NYCFC. We're going to be playing against St. Louis. We're going to play against Columbus. We're going to be playing against Miami. You know, you're talking about these are teams that, you know, um, have uh, players that have also those qualities and they're very dynamic, um, at, you know, attacking-wise. So you need also a player like him that could definitely, when he switched into the attack, he could be very effective. And we could switch to be in defensive mode. He could also be very tactically very de- very good to you know 
to park the bus, right, in certain situations. So um, great. I think it's a great addition. Um, one thing, and again, I'm going to reiterate it, we need to keep taking advantage of the set pieces, and we need to stop the turnovers. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, obviously turnovers are going to happen no matter what, but at least they make it not be like five to ten turnovers a game. You know what I mean? If, you know, let, let's yeah. That you know, first because, half, Luis, we looked a little bit yeah, like we was, had two weeks off and we were a little bit slow. Like it, it was like we were waking up still, you know? That's why I don't like this midseason tournament as well because it's it messed with our flow. They got to get rid of the Leaks Cup. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I mean, it, it, gone it, it in is, the second year. It is, it is garbage. <laughs> That's that way uh, they uh, could say Messi is the only uh, winner of the Leaks Cup. I want, yeah, I want to, I want to say that it's a garbage tournament. I but, mean, uh, MX MX doesn't benefit about anything. Zero. Yeah, it's not been Don, great, I gotta Don, say. Don Garber, <laughs> they told him, "I will decide where the where to play." They kind of the American team's gonna play in Mexico. So what's the funny joke here? They cannot make bank the Mexican team. So what's the point? And they're getting clobbered, you know. So they're not getting anything. No one's gonna go uh, see that. I think the term I would use, Luis, is half-assed. I think the yeah. whole thing is half-assed. I think the the referees, uh, the the fact it's a brand new tournament and you're using these trash, common ball, terrible ass referees that are even worse than the MLS right. pro referees. I like, agree. no, like you basically just established that you don't care about the tournament, in my opinion. And the fact that the prize money was that much. I think is also kind of crazy. Like, great, there's a lot of prize money, but like, why not spend some of that on some better refs? You know, why not spend some of that on some commentators who aren't so biased towards Messi? Why not spend some of that forty million on they, making the tournament a little bit? Why not reorganize it to actually make sense? It annoys me, Luis, that you have a brand new tournament and you could do this whatever you want. You're not tied to the traditions of the way it, it, other tournaments are, right? You want to change the open cup that's very complicated because it's got history this didn't have any history you could you could make it whatever you wanted to make it and they chose meh they just chose a lot of very bad decisions and you end up with a Look, tournament that's very disappointing really always for all the, you, the build you up could it have, wasn't that exciting was it you could make a concacaf champions league slash copa libertadores hybrid in leaks cup invite you know the the six seed of each south american team that it's not even going to make it to copa libertadores or sudamericana right and have them play <laughs> elimination style leaks cup against mls teams that want to participate you give that choice and mexican teams that that, that want to you know that want to participate and then that's it. And then you add, if you want, you add the Hondur the people from uh, Costa Rica. You know, you just make it a tournament, club tournament, kind of like not the Club World Cup, but it's the Club World Cup for clubs that are not winning anything, right? You know, mid, mid, mid lower, mid-tier teams. That's the only thing I could see it because, honestly, I don't see the point of this League's Cup because <laughs> the Mexican teams now have no chance well. at all. I think the funny thing for me is now they have a taste of what it's like for us trying to play right. Champions League right at the beginning of the season. You know, it's like they're never going to 
do that well in this tournament probably because it's so early in their season. So they're all just, you know, new squads they are warming up. They're not quite in their flow yet. Unless they start the season on a tear, it's the same problem, right? I think there's, there's too many things going on, Luis. You've got MLS interests. You've got Liga MX interests. You've got the Con- you've got the Concacaf interests. You've got the Sudamericana interests. Like everybody wants something out of this, and they all want different things. And you end up with a tournament that seems like it, it doesn't really make any sense. A lot of the decisions made for this tournament for me were just it seemed like they either randomly made a decision or just didn't care. It doesn't seem very well planned out or thought out as a, as a tournament goes. And I said before, remember we said, we were like, Hey, it's probably going to be pretty meh. And what was it? Pretty meh. Yeah, it was, it was, it was um, pretty, pretty bad. And, uh, well, uh, we're going to switch gears. We're going to read some comments, and then we're going to be talking about St. Louis, which is a really tough opponent we have coming up. Joshua Tall, why did AC did not play? Can he play Saturday? This is Joshua. There's a minor injury, I believe. I think he has a, I think he has a knock. Uh, mm. I don't know. Uh, hold on. Let me double check. Uh, he wasn't the on the yeah. It was, wasn't on the injury report. He wasn't on the injury report. No, you know. But I don't. I think there's people skeptical about you know who's leaving or whatever. But the the window is closed. I don't think it's anything to do with no, that. No, Um. So Cara. Uh, so Cara so Oscar, might be something to do with that. So Oscar Oscar the, Oscar did say that uh, AC had some issues uh, during training. Um. So he, he got a knock, a uh, last-minute knock. And they already put out the availability report at, you know, at, before that. So the, the club is not going to go and redo the, the... I don't think you can. Right. I mean, they're going to redo the availability report and say, hey, by the way, guys, uh, he, he's yeah. not. He, he has a knock. Like, they're just going to let it go. So he, he had a knock um, in training, and um, he just didn't they didn't fix the availability report so so it is a knock so um let me go ahead and read some more comments here thank you so much for your help uh for, for your support um sitch taylor this time the nets the next home game let's win it let's let's do this i went to chicago for the special olympics okay thank oh, you sitch cool. congratulations that's great it says how do you think we can beat st louis okay yeah so this is uh let's say Pineda, you gotta be like the gray magician. Go take a picture with Messi and give him a jersey. Oh, oh, oh yeah. So, so there's this. Okay, so there's this magician. I'm serious, and I'm gonna say I know the club is watching. So, okay, there's this guy named Plomo, right? El Mago Plomo, the gray magician. So, he is a magician from Peru, uh, and he is good friends with the Wilder and Pedro, and uh, he went to the U.S. Open Cup final. And uh, I'm gonna say this, and I know it's the first time. I'm, I usually don't throw people under the bus, but I'm gonna do it. He was watching Netflix while the game was on, and I was sitting right next to him. Right, and he got a credential because he was with Movistar Deportes, which is one of the biggest outlets in Peru, because he has a show there. 
and he does interviews with the Peruvian national team players. So he was there for their final, right? And he was the one who got into the pitch. I know the club is going to remember that. He got into the pitch. He grabbed his, he had a backpack on, alert right there. Backpack going on the pitch. All the players are there. Security is running right behind him. And then he, he looks at Pedro. Pedro says, stop. And he tells security, he's with me. And security stops. He takes a jersey out of his backpack. Accredited media, by the way, takes a jersey and takes a picture with Pedro and, and Wilder. And makes it every single news outlet in Peru. Now, if, Lewis, if, if me, little Lewis, will do this, I will be tackled. And I will never be allowed back into Explorer Stadium. For eternity. Now, with this guy, <laughs> he probably did it because he says, when's the next time I'm going to go to Orlando? He you doesn't know what I mean? care. He doesn't care, right? So, yeah, that's why he's mentioning that because he's, he's, he's a good friend from my other show. So, I want to say hello to GoldTube TV. There's Nikki SOB. He says, uh, uh, let's go. Urso's back. Uh, so, okay. So, St. Louis. So, St. Louis, man, they just defeated... Um, Austin FC, uh, they 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 killed them like, six to three, six to three. And I mean, two goals from Nico Joaquini, man. I mean, we let him go, and we got <laughs> you got urgent cover. You, you know what's the weirdest thing? If I if I told you they scored six goals, right? I would say what then you do a bit of math. What do you think their XG would be? Don't look, don't cheat. No, no, I'm not looking. Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's a wild guess. What do you think? You score six goals. You, you'd think, right? You'd have like, some XG. Like you know, at least at least li- two or li- three. At least two or three. Yeah. No, they had an XG of one point seven zero. I don't understand how you get six goals from an XG of one point seven zero. I mean, they also had forty four percent of possession. They're, they're just a very well-drilled counter-attacking team, team that plays as a team, emphasis on team. That's their whole vibe. That's, you know, if anybody doesn't know much about St. Louis, that's pretty much their philosophy. They even went about building their squad without really building a lot of big names in there. They didn't really go for big DPs to build it out like everybody else. They spread the wages out they got like a i think berkey is a dp is their goalkeeper i'm pretty sure um yeah. they, they basically went for guys who are all in on the team ideal and the idea of hard work pressing hard work um similar to the red bulls but uh this is a little bit different they seem to um they seem to have gelled very well as a team and, and they're, they're going about MLS in a very different way, Luis. And I got to applaud them. I got to say, like, it's it's good for them, right? It was a, at the beginning of the season and all the preseason podcasts I was listening to and predictions, everyone was like, these guys are idiots. They'll never work. They can't do it. You know, like, you got to have DPs, et cetera. And they're proving a lot of people wrong with uh, – and they won a lot of games at the beginning of the season – I think they they aren't as prolific as they were, but they are top of the West still. Reminder, 
the West is not as strong as the East, right? If we're looking at them in terms of the supporter shield, um, they are second. So they're still behind Cincy. Uh, they're only on 44 points, right? We've got 40 points. So they're not that much further ahead than us, but they, they are a hard team to beat, definitely. Um, and they've got some, they've got some key players. Like, uh, I can never say his name, like Goachini, uh, that some people might remember very briefly played for us. Uh, Lowen seems to be the one pulling the strings, Luis. He got three assists last game. Uh, also they had another striker who got quite a few goals as well, um, by the name of, I can't say it. eight, eight, and I can and Didrian. A Darian, I don't know. No, How do you pronounce that one. Uh, a Denrian. I did. Oh, I, I, I guess I want to say a Denirin. A Denirin. A Denirin. A Yeah, he's he's from he's he's like Gen, uh, Gen Nigerian. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, so they they don't really have. I guess Guachini is kind of a star player for them. But he's yeah, not a so DP. he's just like their striker who's who's on a good form, a run, run of form. But they like Stroud is another guy in midfield who's, you know, potentially one of their better. Parker is a Tim Parker, a longtime MLS vet center back. So they do have some some stronger assets, but they're not built like a regular MLS team. I think that's the key here. They're so they're spreading so that wages out differently than other teams are. One thing, one thing they uh, St. Louis did different from the MLS uh, teams, including Orlando, is they did not tap in into the South American market or the Central American market ever. Um, and you're going to say, but why? Because they're like, no, we're going to do it our way. I, I believe we could play like a European team. And um, we feel like that's the way that we, we want to play. We're St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis is really not orlando it's not miami it's not like atlanta right so we want to go a different way so it's like if you built your team only using no. your duncan mcguire's your angulo's your kyle smith's your only your very hard working players the ones that don't ever stop running right so so they went uh with um coach bradley carnell now you gotta understand he's from south africa so so everybody knows Bradley Cornell is from South Africa. He's a South African coach. So he was keen on making this team with not really so many South American players. He says, no, we're going to tap in into uh, Europe. So they went to Denmark. They went to Sweden. They went to Germany. They went to South Africa. And they got the cream of the crop. So... They got, um, um, obviously, uh, Nico Joachini from Orlando, I mean, a U.S. men's national team. But they got, for example, Edward Lowen, which he's one of their, like their Cesar Araujo type of guy, or their Cartagena guy, right? He plays the eight. Um, 26 years old from Germany. He played the Germany under 20s. He has six goals for, he's one of the top scorers for St. Louis. That's out of Joachini. And he came from Bakum. Uh, Bakum. B-O-C-H-U-M. He was bought in for $3 million. Now, Bakum is a team from Germany that I think plays the second division. 
Yeah, Bundesliga team yeah. usually. Bundesliga, yeah, Bundesliga. They have been team. in the Bundesliga. Time so, before. so this coach really went everywhere with his staff to grab these players at a great age. So, this really, is what 20- they did, Luis, was a team full of daggers. Right. That's what this it is, is right. This is a European-based team for low cost. So, just like the same approach as Orlando City. But rather than going to Uruguay and then to Brazil or Peru, they're going to Denmark, Sweden, Germany, and they're getting good players that are starters in their former clubs with good stats, low cost, high reward. That's that's what they're doing. So Lowen is one of them. Then you have uh, also the South African, um, one of the best players in South Africa, um, which is the guy, uh, Blom, I think is, is his name, um, B-O-L-M. I uh, forgot his name. Uh, N- uh, Najabulo Blom, 23 years old from South Africa. He's a defensive mid, right? He is like their Cesar Araujo for, for um, St. Louis. And where does he come from? The Kaiser Chiefs or the Kaiser Chiefs, top team in South Africa. It's not the South Africa. Is is not the band, but it's the Kaiser no. Chiefs. No, no, no. You know, there's another team in South Africa called the Orlando Pirates. A little, little. That's right. Those are fact, rivals. You didn't know. We also have. There's another Orlando team in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lions. Uh, <laughs> the Lions of South Africa, and then obviously, so a lot of the players are players that have are, are have played high level Europe, and uh, they're not from high profile like italians or french or you know or playing bundesliga one they truly scouted their squad so together they can build what they're doing right now berkey was actually a very good keeper back in yeah. germany he was yeah, playing berkey. for i want to say um yeah, i think berkey was team. in yeah was he, yeah, he was, was Borussia dortmund yeah he Borussia was dortmund, dortmund yeah. keeper 233 appearances for Borussia dortmund so okay, that's that. like He's a incredible. I think one of the best keepers in the league. He was in the All Star game, right? So, it's going to be hard to get past him. Obviously, um, I think what also is that these guys that play in the top leagues at smaller nations in Europe are still playing European soccer. Like they're still playing in things like the Europa League because they're playing at the top teams in the smaller nations, but they get chances in those European competitions. So. Very experienced, very um, hardworking team, Luis. And I think yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They love a counterattack. And I think that's tactically for us, could we could fall into a trap because I mean, they, they think... want us to try and be expansive and they'll soak up that pressure and then they'll try and hit us on the counter with Goachini. It's going to be great to to face them because we're very similar teams in like how they built their squad with us. It's just in two different markets, you know, us, we're tapping in the South American market. They're tapping in into the European market. They believe that the European market is the way to go. So, I mean, it's just cool to kind of see, they also have Kyle hybrid from Canada national team as well. You know, um, you know, he plays in St. Louis too. He's one of their homegrowns type of thing. They have, you know, Yarrow that is going to be selected for the Ghana national team, center back for St. Louis. 
Uh, he's either Antonio Carlo. So they, they truly picked this team, like you said, um, uh, John, you know, to, to be that workers' man team. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be a great competition for us. You know, I want to see what Messi can do against this team at some point. You know what I mean? You know, don't tell me that he's going to just break everyone's ankles and just score, like, three goals, right? I'll be, like, really pissed off. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. Let's read some more comments. It says, Anthony Solis, do you see any big tactic changes Orlando would make to counter St. Louis? Uh, what are your thoughts there, um, John? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's one that Oscar has to be wary of. They They are a team that want you to attack them and want you to hold the ball like they're not necessarily interested in possessing the ball it's like when we play nashville they're not they're certain teams aren't trying to reclaim the ball so they will sit deep allow us to do our thing and attack try and steal the ball once they do steal the ball they'll attack as a team very quickly up the field so i think for us it might be a case that we uh, you know, that first half in Chicago, we were attacking with both Dagger Dan and with, with, with Santos. Like I was mentioning earlier, maybe we need to be a bit careful about not leaving ourselves so exposed, sending all of our players up the field at once. Um, Goachini, you know, I can never say his name right. I say it different every time, Luis. You notice that? Uh, Nicholas, what you call him, Nicholas? Nicholas is very fast. And so I think the problem we have is with Jansen and, and hopefully Antonio's back, they're not the fastest guys, so we can get beat over the top quite easily. We need to be a little bit careful, I think, about having too high a line. I would say maybe we sit a little bit deeper ourselves as well. Um, but the the main thing is hard work, and that's what we also do have. We are a team. We do, you know, we we press as a team. We have to press them back. They're going to press us, but we got to press them back. Uh, I don't think any reason why we can't win this game, Luis. It's just going to be one of those that, you know, um, it's going to be tight. And the little battles between the players, you know, the right wing versus their left back, or, you know, maybe Cesar with a midfield battle, or Duncan against their center backs. Like, those are the kind of th places where this game is going to be won for us. Our quality needs to shine through. The hard work is going to be there on both sides but our quality needs to rise above theirs and uh and hopefully we can also i think we should try aim to keep the ball as much as possible yes that plays into what i was talking about but that's our biggest asset is don't let them have the ball and therefore they can't be attacking keep the ball and uh and like you said Luis, don't be don't be giving away those silly chances, right? I yeah, think yeah. The turnovers we do, like, are, are the first huge. Half against Chicago, St. Louis will punish us. Like Chicago didn't punish us in that first half. They should have, because we gave away some silly chances. We were sloppy with possession, and if we do that against St. Louis in the first half, Louis, they will they will capitalize for sure. Yeah, you're gonna you gotta understand something. Lowen, great free free kick taker. Um, great set set piece taker they've made a lot of goals with low and another player that is not in this lineup that you need to definitely watch out is thomas ostrak you know he comes from czech republic he's actually czech Repu he's being considered for the czech republic uh, czech national team um which is a huge deal 
and he played in in Cologne in or in Köln FC Köln, which is in the second um, Bundesliga two. So you're talking about Bundesliga. So you're looking what what market they're tapping in, Bundesliga two, but they're they're tapping in the best players of Köln. So Ostrak was the best player of of Köln. How many goals does he have right now in the MLS? He has three goals, two assists. You know what I mean? So he's they're getting they're properly scouting, you know, and tapping the market of Bundesliga two, Austrian Superliga, uh, you know, Czech Republic, uh, all, you know, Serbia, like those markets. You know, when it comes to us, we're tapping into South America, Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina. So it's 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 two different ways of thinking, but one same concept. You know, um, buy at low cost with a higher reward at the end, right? One thing I would say about them, Luis, is they have a tendency to burn themselves out in games. Yeah. And that's what happened with this. I was watching the highlights back. That's what happened with the Austin game. Because if you go back and look, they, they like, should have killed the game off. They were 3-0 up. up 50 minutes played. You know, and then they let Austin get one back and then they get another and then and then Austin get two more late late in the game and yeah they scored two more like it was very strange that's like four of these goals are scored within the last 10 minutes or so um but they should never let Austin get that many right they they kind of burned themselves out and almost they at some point they because they don't know they're like the energizer bunny they only know how to like go and run and be super aggressive all the time so they don't know how to like kill a game off off like we do so if they get ahead and they keep attacking and then we're very attacking i can see us being able to come back into the game um but alternatively what i'd like to happen is us to score a couple goals and then just shut down because if we if we play very possessive and keep the ball and hold the ball well like we know we can do with two goals up they're just not going to have enough time to be able to play right. because oscar's just going to play you know we've scored two we're going to keep the ball and, and make your lives very difficult and tire you out chasing around the ball um you know with their team but they are susceptible to goals right they are not of course, they're, they're not, not a perfect team. Compared to us, they're not the, as defensively solid, in my opinion. I think they, they score more than we do, but they also concede more, too. They are in the, they're in the same realm of us when it comes to their center-back duo. And, you know, they have a great goalkeeper. We have Pedro Galese. You know, they have um, a Canadian national team uh left back and a u.s former usl i think he was from um he played usl i think he played san antonio fc or something like that uh, you know so it's kind of like they're kyle smith you know what i mean so it's kind of like us in a way defensively it's just the difference is that we need to be i think we have the better center back pair in my opinion uh between them two uh, obviously, if AC plays, right? Uh, so we, we just got to, like you said, you know, uh, st stay compact and uh, make sure that we are truly taking advantage of the opportunities that we're going to have when it comes to set pieces. So in a way, try to copy and paste the game that we just had against Chicago, but without the turnovers from the first half. I don't know if that, that makes sense. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, we, we because have to be a team a team like St. Louis will definitely punish us. Yeah, we can't with, be with, with those chances. Like we were. That's right. So um, let's do the lineup for for the game against St. Louis. I want to give uh, a lot of praise and thanks to everybody watching. If you're listening to LPO right now, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out our description in our audio form, and all of our social media will be there. Make sure to follow us. So, obviously, uh, Pedro Galese will be um, starting, right? Now, uh, would you keep the same back four? Uh, I think AC may see some minutes, hopefully. No, yeah, I would. I would, I would, I think Antonio back in, presuming it was a minor knock, and I right. think. I think yeah, Dagger did enough, right? We talked about. Yeah, I think that. I think Nagger, Dagger was great. I, uh, I think so, in a home game as well, right? Like he trusted him in an away game. I think in a home game, where he's Dagger's gonna be more gonna motivated, be more aggressive. Yeah, like, I think it's gonna be. Um, yeah. yeah. And what an improvement by Rafael Santos, man! I mean, I'm talking about like no look passes, no look crosses that he's doing. Oh, like for the, that, the cross, I put wrote down in my notes. Amazing. The cross for Angulo's. Angulo yeah. gets that goal because Santos's cross is so dangerous that it just lands and then it comes off him, and then Angulo's in the right place. But it's the cross that makes the the goal. And Rafa with that left foot when he gets up, man, and it's so dangerous. It's such a weapon for us now. Yeah, but so I, love, I mean, love to see it. like, look, look, I'm gonna. I took a screenshot of it. Thank you so much for everybody. Like, look at that. Like, the defender is already with his leg out and he's throwing it over his leg. And look how much space. So they're all concentrated on him hitting the ball. Everybody's looking to the ball. Yeah, and I think the, that's Faku. It comes oh, off. Him, and then Rafa's from, behind him afterwards. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but I the thought position, that too. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, I just think it, it was it was a great cross, you know, all, all, all around, you know. This was the uh, disallowed goal that um, they had. This is uh, Cartagena's Yeah, we shot. didn't talk about that, Luis. But Cartagena's I made, shot? I made it clear. No, I think it was a penalty. I think that they, they were talking about on the comms about this potential that Richie touched the ball before – Faku did, but from all the angles that we were shown, it looked like Faku touched the ball away and then he got taken out. So I think it should have been a penalty. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I agree with you on that, you know. But uh, well, you I know. wasn't too mad because we were already winning. You know, this wasn't this wasn't the messy robbery that was in that penalty. And now, I think when it's something like this, I'm like, okay, like I can see why you didn't give it maybe, but it still, if you look at the rules, it's like, okay, you took the guy out in the box. It's a penalty. Yeah. Araujo, Araujo and uh, Cartagena right here in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then now will you have Antonio Carlos. Sorry, um, Mauricio, Mauricio, Mauri. Yeah, I think Mauricio. I, I think Mauricio. I, I, the thing with Mauricio is there's games where he's there and he's making a big difference, and there's games where he just goes missing. So we need and, um, him to to be key in this one. Angulo and Faku, right? Uh, yeah. And then up front, Dagger, um, Duncan. Now, um, you know, Orlando has their DP <laughs> as a sub. Oh, man. Ojeda, man, it's been... 
it's not been pretty these last few games. I gotta say, yeah. it's been it's been rough watching him. I feel like he's he's just hitting and hoping some of the times, and he's not connecting his passes. He's dribbling is not there. Like, did you see anything positive from him in the last few matches? Have you seen anything that's? I think he's getting worse, Luis. I hate to say it, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's just very inconsistent, and I think. Uh, but he's he's not settled in like we hoped he, he no. would, and I think that's something that. I think he's demoralized because he's not getting a starting role, but it's not like he's deserved a starting role, right? And, yeah, I mean, and, and, and I don't think Oscar yeah. Oscar is going to to you know give give somebody that's not working. We got two role. DPs, Luis. Is a credit to our our backups or not even backups because they're the starters now a credit to the guys who weren't on that, you know, starting 11 list at the beginning of the season, right? Like Cara was going to start. Ojeda was going to start. And Angulo is over time taking Ojeda's spot and, and Duncan's taking Cara's spot. And yes, maybe it's because they haven't been performing, but, it's also because these guys behind them have been performing so well that they take their spot. So credit to Oscar for developing that sort of competitive environment where someone like Angulo is allowed to, to knock out a DP from their spot and say, Hey, like you might be higher paid, but I'm playing better. Therefore I'm able to get the start. No, and you can't no. argue with it. Right? Like it's, Oh, I don't think Ojeda should be anywhere near the starting 11 at the moment. He hasn't justified it. And yeah, just because you're I, a DP the moment, doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be on the field. Yeah, I mean, I think after the whole Messi thing, I, I think the club may reevaluate and see, you know, where we stand with some DPs. Now, another DP that's on the bench that I do want to talk about is Erzin Carr, right? And, and, you know, what's up with this whole staying home for personal reasons type of thing, you know? <laughs> I, I, a lot of people saying he misses his wife. Which I understand. I mean, it's hard. She's back in, right, in, totally uh, agree. in Austria. In Austria. Um, I think it's another one that we thought would really settle down this year after last year's first and, you know, improve and kick on and get more goals and become like the key striker for our team. And it just hasn't happened, Louise. I'm struggling. Ojeda, I could see here next year. I'm struggling to see the point of having Carr here next season. Sad to yeah. say, but I, he's right now, he's our most expensive player. He's our highest paid player. I think he's up there as the, the highest transfer fee, or he's close to Faku, or one of those is the highest transfer fee. Yeah, he was. At, he was like. He was like eight million. He was like eight was like million, and he's on more money than Faku. You know, at the end of the day, with the way that the MLS rosters are built, you have to look at guys in terms of what are they giving you out of the roster, and Kara is not giving us our return for the money that we spent or that we're paying him in wages. So, and in this league, that's just it. Maybe it's time for him to go back to Europe, Luis. He's fourth on most shots uh, on target. But, I think I mean, he could do very well in another MLS team. Really, like I think if he was the right MLS team with him doing the right, like, like that's part of it. Is 
is Oscar's system doesn't suit him in a lot of ways, but he's also not changed to, to fit Oscar's system. So, but if he misses his wife, I think it'd be better for him to go like yeah, you know, that a hundred because he's because he's Turkish. I mean, he's he's percent that happens all the time. Yeah, he's, he's Turkish. I think slash he be, I think Luis, we, sh we should have sold him this summer, in my opinion, and we should have been offering. We should have said to him. Go offer yourself to Turkey like, or Nani. to Austria Nani. or wherever and find yourself a club because he was very good in Europe. Like he is a good striker. He is a good player. He's just not uh, he's yeah. not playing well for us and he's not our striker. So it's time, I think, to find him a home where he's Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you uh when it comes to that. And I also wanna talk real quick uh, before we uh, finish the, the lineup, you know, um, you know, we're talking about urgent car. We talk about some signings and things like that. I think a lot of things are going to change after this whole messy signing. There's going to be more, more opportunities for us to get, you know, some, you know, boosting up our squad, as they say, right. A little bit on, on some of the places that, you know, um, are needed. Right. Uh, especially, you know, not depending so much on Duncan McGuire. I mean, I think, us having Duncan has been a blessing, but obviously, right now I mean, the where where would we be this season, Luis? Yeah, right. Like what, that's what, a horrible we, thought. Don't don't even ponder right. on it for more than thirty seconds. But so so you know, I want to say hello to Alonzo with his info. Um, he asked him. He asked Oscar this. <laughs> Ah, uh, no. Bueno, pues sí, la verdad es ahora nos hemos como enfocado solo en el trabajo. Es cierto que ya terminó mi contrato con Orlando este este fin de año. Eh, pues con con el tiempo tan corto, eh, seguramente pues en algún momento ya habrá que mirar a ver cuál va a ser el próximo paso. Pero Yo creo que es como la industria, ¿no? Esperar a ver cómo salen las cosas y, y mirar a ver que las dos partes estén integradas y, y que miremos a ver cuál va a ser el futuro. Por ahora, pues, como enfocado mucho más es en el, en el momento de los muchachos, en que podamos cumplir nuestros objetivos. So, um, they're asking him, you know, hey, have you, you know, you have new, your contract expires in December. What's going on? What's going on, guy? He says, well, you know, the club has never, we, we have not talked yet with the club, but, you know, I'm kind of focusing more of, like, what's coming up ahead. You know, uh, the, the club hasn't reached out. All I'm going to say is that, you know, obviously Oscar is one of the well-regarded coaches in the MLS. And so as many people may say, you know, and get into the hype train they did in January, February, and March of this year about pumping out, you know, pumping out, you know, and now they're all like, oh, puppy, happy birthday, puppy. I love you so much. Right. Now they're like that. But before, two months ago, they were like, oh, no, we got to get rid of him. It doesn't work. And now we're fourth. I'm going to say again, fourth, cuatro in the league, in the East, fourth. I'm just going to add, right? So they have not renewed him. They haven't talked to him. Now, I know for a fact, I guarantee right now, August 21st, 
9.47 p.m. I guarantee he has something. There's going to be clubs interested in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I posted on Twitter about, you know, when, when Alonzo put this up, I put it in the comments that, you know, if I was Toronto, for example. Exactly. I would be sniffing around Oscar 100%. Uh, yeah. If but I not, was anybody who didn't make playoffs this year and I wanted to change my coach, I would be, I would already be talking to Oscar correct. if I was their GM because, you know, we were worried about, we were asking about what's happening with Jim Curtin and Philly. That's already been resolved. And now it's yeah. later in the season, here we He's are. Back. The, the only thing, and there was a lot of talk about Chicago trying to get him. So I think, I think Oscar could be potentially headhunted. Um, the issue that I think is, it was not an issue. I think just what I think is happening here. They're waiting to see the rest of this season. I think they don't want to commit just yet to next year. I uh, I think the Wilfs are happy with everything, but they're waiting to see this last section. Maybe it'll be three or four games from now when we know exactly where, you know, okay, things are on the up and we're looking really good and we're going to make, you know, maybe third or fourth for sure. And they'll say, okay, let's pull the trigger. If, you know, I don't think this is going to happen, but let's say we lose the next five or six and we're back down in eighth or ninth. Then on the MLS season, Luis, you could say that that's not really an improvement from where we were last year. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there is an argument where we don't, you know, we can. It's this could all go sideways at the last second. I don't think it will. I think we're in a stronger place now than we've been in many years in the season. We're not going into the playoffs and you know scraping it at the bottom, we're looking like one of the stronger teams. So that's great. And that's the improvement that Oscar has shown more than any other year. But we have to see it out, right? We have to see this last portion of the season out. That's the only reason I can think why they haven't done it yet. The other thing is that Luis's, Luis Muzi's contract is also up. So there's the GM up. is up. And then that's not even I mean, to say all these players that are potentially up as well. So it's like a trickle-down effect, Luis. We need to know what's happening with Luis Muzi. We need to know what's happening with Oscar. And then we need to know from there what's happening with all the other players. Um, my guess, from what I understand, is the Wilfs, the Wilfs are very happy with everything right now. Yeah, I, 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 I think as you. long as we're showing progress year on year and Oscar is growing us, I think it's okay. I The only downside <laughs> might be that maybe some of this investment that the Wilf spent on guys like Ojeda and Kara isn't coming up. But is that pointed at Oscar or is that pointed at Luis or is that you I'm bet, saying? Like, I if bet, you're I the Wilfs, who are you saying? Who are you looking at saying, okay, Kara was a bust? I'm going to say this, and I know it's going to be very controversial. I, I guarantee you, Oscar Pareja does not watch the Austrian Super Liga. He, he did not pick Urgent Cara. No. And I, think, I, 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 I guarantee you, Oscar. Oscar did not pick. Right. Oscar Oscar would, would definitely watch maybe Argentina or maybe Colombia, you know, uh, to right. his former team. But I, I highly, I don't even watch the Austrians. I don't think you, John, watch the Austrian Super League. Here's the thing. I think those conversations go like Oscar's like, okay, we need a new 
you know, right winger, right? Let's say when they were looking for that right winger to replace Nani or whatever, because at the time they were looking at Faku and Ojeda. And so they got Faku because they couldn't get Ojeda. And then they went back. So did did Oscar then say, go back and get me other guy because I liked him as well? Or did he say, find me a left way or find me a cam? And they say, oh, actually, we can sign Ojeda and he'll play the cam, right? So there's a certain amount of how much is Oscar involved in Luis's and Ricardo's decisions on who to bring in. We don't know that. We don't know if this is Luis's. I mean, Oscar's team that he's molded or Luis's team that he's molded. So where does where does this fall? My suspicions is like you said, that it's Luis making a lot of these decisions on who bring in based no. on what Oscar tells him he needs. Um, and therefore, maybe, you know, the Wilkes will be looking at Luis as the one to question whether we're doing well or not. I don't know. But right now, I... I think everything is good. I'm hoping it's going to be a question of when this contract is renewed, not if it's renewed. No, um, I think everything will be decided on the next few games coming up. And that's just my opinion. Because uh, uh, we, we have we have we have two two home games, one in August, one in September, two away games against teams that I mean, I'm literally counting out the Cincinnati game, just because. Cincinnati and the level of play they've been showing the past few uh, the past few weeks. We're also going to be seeing Cincinnati, I think, in the next few days against Inter Miami for the U.S. Open Cup. I really hope and I really wish, from the bottom of my heart, FC Cincinnati skyline chili. Yes, if Cincinnati wins against Inter Miami and they're the first team that beats that team, I will eat live. Yes. They're watching them people. Cincinnati Chile. I will go to Skyland Chile right here in right here in, in Tampa. And I'm gonna go ahead. And they get have a, one in Tampa. Yeah, they have one in Tampa. I'm gonna go and buy a four way. I'm gonna eat it live to celebrate that Cincinnati will beat Inter Miami. But that's a, a different story. But I believe Cincinnati is a great team. Now I believe that if Oscar goes three wins. Out of four games, and we go and beat New York. And I think the breaking point will be we beat Messi. I think if we beat Messi and we win three games out of these games coming up or four games out of this coming up, especially the ones at home, I think Oscar renews. That's just my opinion. Because I mean, is there a question whether Oscar wants to renew? I don't think so, right? I think he's just waiting. I think he's all bought in on his project here. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's a hundred. Yeah, leaving. I think no, he's it's. A, he's I think everybody's just waiting on the wills. To be honest, so yeah, a hundred and ten percent. I think yeah. they're just. You know, some owners are more proactive than others. That's all it is. And I'm going to say this: a lot of people don't 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 know. You know the type of person that he is and all that stuff people like to say oh yeah i know i know he's a great guy you guys don't know you guys don't been around him but either way um i'm gonna say this uh he's a great guy but not only that but he's he's set foot here he's done so much especially behind the scenes for the club that's what i mean i feel like luis and him and ricardo are so integral to the way the club is running at the moment and our whole vision and everything we're doing with ocb 
Exactly. And so I, I highly doubt. Unless the wills have got a whole other plan they want to put in place, why tear up this plan that seems to be working? At the beginning of the season, yeah, there was questions. Right? Well, we and, need, well, what Oscar we need has is... turned it around. Oscar's shown development this season, I think. And not only that, they have an eye for youth. Yeah. <laughs> Every youth player they brought into the team has worked. The only thing I could see them maybe saying you know, is in reaction to the messy situation. Maybe they say to Luis, you know, can we find somebody who's a, a star name? I'm, I'm not saying Faku isn't a star name. I'm saying that in other teams gone by, we've always had that one big name well, at the time, right? We've had the Kaká and we've had the Nani, right? right? We, you know, Faku love him, but he's, we don't have that guy at the moment that's, you know, that sort of, brand recognition so maybe they would be interested in going and adding somebody from from europe who still got it and could still really do well um for us not some has been i don't want some 34 year old you can't cut it anymore i want to go out and find someone like a giovinco did for toronto right someone who's now that you know messi is here and mls is interesting let's go find ourselves a, a top level player who is who's happy to come over from from Europe, but still has a lot to offer and is maybe still in their prime. Yeah, I mean Neymar. Neymar would I mean would have been a great a great pick in my opinion. I mean I know, I know that was a, a complete joke. Whenever they put that that account put that out there, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, but I mean this this season, um, in this transfer window, they had Edinson Cavani, former Man United player. Now he's in Boca Juniors. He was a free agent. Isco Alarcón, remember Isco from yeah, Real Madrid? Isco, yeah. he, Isco could have been a number 10. He was free. Also, Neymar, that wanted to leave at some point, you know, but obviously it was, I, I think, a little bit more of a challenge because with Neymar, you had to offer something similar to Messi, right? And uh, I don't think Orlando was going to do pull that plug. And also Sergio Ramos. Right, uh, you know, as a center back, I believe Sergio Ramos could have been. A, you know, imagine your center back duo, and with number two, Sergio Ramos, and then you have like Robin Jensen coming behind you. Robin, Sergio Ramos, Robin Jensen. There you go. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Kyle Smith played with Sergio Ramos. Imagine, right? So. <laughs> But Sergio Ramos was on a free. Isco was on a free. Edinson Cavani was on a free. Luis Suarez was on a free. So Nani was on a free. Right? Urso came back. They trained around the same time. You know, I just want to kind of think maybe, you know. But what I'm trying to say is that it is a possibility that Orlando can sign a couple of players. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I know there's going to be a messy law for the MLS coming 2024. And they're going to loosen up on the restrictions. I think it's about to happen, John. And uh, I think Orlando yeah, has already it, it better happen, or else everyone's going to riot. Orlando, yeah. I mean, what happened? To, I mean, Nashville was so close; they just had a bad luck because their keeper was injured. Well, I mean, right? And they had to have poor, poor boy Panico. I mean, like the guys had to pull out the Peter's check, we you know, with the hat and stuff. But I mean, he's definitely no Peter check, right, John? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so 
you know, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I think the next few games for Orlando are going to be huge. St. Louis, tough opponent. Then we got Charlotte, which they should have um, their top striker back, right, um, back from injury. And uh, then we got Cincy and then Columbus at home with Diego Rossi. I don't know if you remember Diego Rossi. Uh, Lucas, Lucas, yeah, Lucas, yeah, Lucas Larian went to Saudi Arabia. He signed for Alpha Tay. And uh, now they have Diego Rossi, former LAFC player. Right? It's amazing. So, you know, we're going to be playing that at home. So, you know, exciting news. So uh, let's uh, switch gears real quick with some more comments. Do you see, see Santos crosses have been amazing this season, says Anthony Solis. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if Kara gets, gets cut, says Anthony Solis. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully Orlando is able to, you know, we're able to have that, you know, because Duncan is a great striker, but I just feel yeah. – that we have the team to truly um, capitalize a big name. You know, For sure. I mean, Romel Lukaku, maybe. No, thank you. Why not? I mean, he would do well in MLS. I'm he sure. will do. He will go great. Yeah. Wait, wait, you know. He's just so he's, hot and cold. You know, it yeah, just annoys know, me because he just comes yeah, to he's... Premier League. It's like, look, I'm awesome. It's like, oh no, I can't do it here. Um, you know, another place. You want to talk about this massive pride win before we go? Yeah, yeah, sh- yeah. That's why I was gonna look. I was gonna find the video actually. Uh, hold on one second. I'm, I'm trying to find the video for the pride. But yeah, the uh, pride. Go, one go ahead. Small go ahead. thing to go back quickly to. Um, I want to shout out to George DeBone, um, who's on on Twitter. He put a post that I've just seen about. Does anyone know what happened to Janino? I last see he played for OCB on the 31st of July, and there's no listing for him on the first team for the OCB roster page. Did his contract age? And I looked on the OCB roster page, too. I don't seem to see him there. But I know he might have a long Brazilian name, but I don't see him there either, so... I wondered if you know anything about what happened to Janino. And I was trying to think. I, he wasn't in the game that I went to go see where he played. Hmm. That's interesting. It's a mystery. Anyone, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll follow up on that, George, and get back to you on where. So he had an interview. Janino might have gone. So he had an interview with. Um, with. Um, for a um, Brazilian podcast a few a few days ago, actually, uh, the 18th. What day was the 18th? Was it Friday or Saturday? Yeah, like three days ago. Yeah, so he he was wearing his he he was wearing his Orlando his Orlando outfits and things like that. I don't think he's. Uh, okay, that's just very. I strange. mean, he, I mean, he's still he's, the... still he's still he's still. He's still part of the Yeah, I mean we've heard no news of him leaving or anything. Yeah. So I don't know what's yeah. up. He might be on the roster page. He just has a very long yes. four yes. name, so, Brazilian name. So we're not he might be listed under another name here. Yeah, so Juninho Juninho had a had an interview with Terry Territorial MLS. I want you want to say hello. They're one of the biggest uh, MLS outlets in Brazil. Um, and uh, they we're talking to him because I think one of the heads there is a Bosco fan. So, you know, I know for a fact, cause we have friends in common. So, 
but he was in their in their podcast so I, I i know for a fact i mean this was this happened three days ago he's still part of the team so so orlando pride um got a massive win five nil um i will say it was one of the most electric pack games i've ever seen in a pride game since i started covering the pride about almost three years ago and and now um i will say that those four women that you see up front were definitely made a difference uh laro laro cat the argentinian the number seven striker from the argentina national team to play the world cup a fantastic player scored under her debut as well love rafa scored her first um the center back she scored her former man united center back uh no arsenal my apologies arsenal i, I don't apologize to arsenal but whatever arsenal uh, <laughs> uh rafa uh scored um a fantastic header um of a fantastic ball and assist and uh her first goal in the uh in the nwsl also uh first goal in her career uh when it here in the united states so great adriana was still a threat on the right flank going through the mid it's kind of like the facundo torres you're trying to set plays up and then marta had a phenomenal game so i mean every single player had a huge impact it was very dynamic it was very great to see and it was I think the second biggest win uh, in history for the Orlando Pride. You know, five five goals. Uh, I'm so proud of this team. I think uh, Carrie Abello had some chances too. I think uh, Haley McCutcheon was phenomenal. But here's uh, a recognition that the club made to um, you know the the players that play the you know the Women's World Cup, which had Spain That's being so proud cool. of. Mickey Mouse was there, you know? No, no, Luis, we don't talk about that. Don't bring that up. What do you mean? It's too fresh. Do not bring up the fact that England lost another final. Ugh. Well, <laughs> now, did they – I mean, the reason why you guys are losing finals, I'm going to say this. No, no, we're you, not going there, Luis. You guys it's are – too depressing. You, you guys are calling up too many – Man, 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 City players. Yeah, it's too many Grealishes and Foden. That's the they, they, they just, they just. They're not all Man City for the Lionesses. They're mainly Arsenal and Chelsea, <laughs> all the London clubs. No, that's right. Like, you know, but here we go. You know, look at the, look at that header right there for Rafa. Like, you know, there's no chance. That is a great. Header. And I think the UN's uh, US Women's National Team needs a new keeper because Nair got five goals scored on it. And then you got, they got Messiah Brett right there. Look at that. Look at that goal right there. Oh, that's a huge, huge, huge goal. I got to right say there. on that one, the, she ran the whole way, and the defender yeah. was, like, following her, following her, and then she did the classic. I'm going to cut inside. She stepped there, and then the defender just stands, like, two yeah. yards away from her and lets her shoot. Like, you got to – you know what I mean? She had to have a little bit of, like, press the ball, make it hard. Like, it was she had the time to – yeah, Julie Doe was amazing too as a as a as a winger. Julie Doe was amazing. Yeah, and then when Laro came in, then you know, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Boom. Every goal in this game was a quality goal. Yeah. They had no chance, Chicago. I felt so bad. You know, like they were utterly dominated by this by this upright team. Like completely dominated. 
I want to clip um, Marta's pass to, yeah. to for mess for Bright's second goal because yeah. the, she does it with the outside of the foot curler, and then Messiah just pulls it over to the side, rounds the keeper, mm -hmm. and and slots it away. And it's it's a beautiful little sequence of the pass and the and the goal. Yeah, like right here, like that's the, that's the pass right that you're talking about. Yeah, with the outside of the foot. Uh, yeah, with the outside of the foot, like this. curler, round the yeah. center back, right in front of Messiah. Look at that. She just, she picks it up perfectly, touches it past the keeper, and then it. There's like a track and field player. This play right whole there. game to me, Luis, looked like a FIFA match. Like it looked like somebody was playing and just being like, "Oh, now I cut right and smash it top pins." Like guilty, guilty as charged. Yeah, this is how I play FIFA. Is how the pride just beat. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, I feel I feel terrible about Chicago. Chicago had no chance. Chicago got moment, double beat by Orlando, by the way. Just yeah, the by the way, yeah. two wins at the same time. You know, I, I think that's fantastic. I think uh, you know uh, we're definitely owned Chicago this year. You know, but you know the Red Stars attempted. You know, you know, and Seb Hines said it on their uh, press conference. You know, this game was about to happen. At some point, it was going to happen that everything was going to click. And he mentioned that this lengthy break really helped, you know, to heal some wounds. And also, the players that won the World Cup, that went to the World Cup, not won the World Cup, that went to the World Cup, I'm, I'm like thinking about Spain. Sorry, guys. Uh, the, 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 the women that play the World Cup, they uh, obviously came with, all right, workup's done, but I am kind of upset a little bit about it. I kind of want to win. I kind of want to, you know, they came with that fire within, you know, trying to prove something that they're, they're going to definitely kill it. And I think they got that killer instinct. I mean, they, they play fantastic. The next game that they have is against San Diego Wave. Alex Morgan is coming back to Orlando. It's on Friday. Uh, Alex Morgan. I don't know. Baby horse. Well, I mean, uh, well, I also, Luis, now we're up to seventh on 22 points. The waiver are right above us on 24 points. Above them is the rain on 24 points. Above them is Washington Spirit on 25 points. Above them is Gotham on 25 points. Above them is North Carolina on 26 points. So this thing is so tight. Like a few wins here. One win gets us up. You know, off the table right now, a few places. I think it's a. I think it's places. a. It, it's a game of six points. Yeah. So this is San a six-pointer against San Diego. That if we will leapfrog them and maybe even another team if we win. Yeah. So if we can just get a few, a little bit of, uh, what's the on a roll here? Get you know two or three wins under our belts, then there's every chance they can be you know, finishing this season in a very strong place. Maybe then, third or fourth, like like the like the men. That would be nice. You, you that, imagine Louis? you imagine that you, the pride like, finished third and Orlando City finished third. I golly, and then you know woo. seven, and then Poppy in for sure, all the way yeah. to to Mount Rushmore. I'm telling you, it's just nice to see the latter end of the season and not yes. have the pride be way <laughs> at the bottom of the table, Luis. I mean, and that's sad to say that that's the expectations are not high for the pride. And even if they finish seventh and just outside the playoffs, it'll be better than another year where we finish rock bottom. So 
let's see how far they can push and what a, what just, a win. I'm just so proud of the squad. I mean, it looks like it's a whole new – it looks like an actual team, you know? Rafa uh, was that missing piece in the back. Rafa line, was them. Yep, yeah, I agree with you. And Haley McCutcheon being back. I mean, Haley was amazing that game. Yeah, she was running the back. Subs, the subs, yeah, like the you said, Larrakat coming on. Clough came yeah. on, got a good goal. Like, there's, yeah, like it's all. Uh, we've just got a good squad now. Yeah. And then Seb, Seb, and Giles, like honestly, they boost that team since they got in into the pride. I mean, the changes they've made. I mean, I'm not trying to like kiss their ass or anything like that. No, I'm being and, and Haley at like, the GM level too. Like not Haley, yeah. Make a big night difference. and day, night yeah. and day. I mean, I'm telling you, I've covered the team. I've that whole debacle with a former coach and stuff. I've been through that, and I'm telling you, with all that star-studded squad they had, Nilch, zero, zero. Right with this team, you got young, exciting players like Julie Doyle, like Caria Bello, like Messiah Bright. You know, which she did a messy anic goal. He's just like a cheat code. Which they call her messy, by the way. It's ridiculous. They call her messy. She, by the way, Louise, she missed two or three more than she could have had. Like, not being funny, but if she learns to be a bit more clinical, like that first goal she scored, she could score every goal like that. She just needs to perfect her finishing and she needs to make the right decision sometimes she'll go and she'll get like all the way into the box and then she doesn't quite know what to do um a bit like angulo does right she runs with her head down sometimes uh, but like that time she picked her head up when she makes the right decision she's she's unplayable at sometimes in this league and not only that but you know she can make a run for she can make a run and i'm gonna mention this and i think she should um she could make a run for a golden boot for NWSL. And I'm going to say this. UN's women's national team, you guys definitely want to win the next uh, World Cup. You guys definitely want to, you know, not not choke like they did um, uh, in this world in the last World Cup. Uh, call up Messiah Bright. She's definitely your nine. <laughs> I mean. Call, call her up now, and four years from now, she'll be correct. An absolute killer in the world. She, she'll definitely be playing like in a different club. Like yeah. she'll play in Europe. And not only that, I'm gonna say, what happened to Ashley Hatch? Why, 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 why? I mean, look, look where Ashley Hatch is, and she was never even called up to the team, the national team. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have Sophia Smith with 11 goals. She's a top goal scorer. Then you have Ashley Hatch from Washington Spirit with eight. You know, then you have Carolyn from from North Carolina Courage with eight, and then you have Messiah Bratt with six. She's like one goal away. She's gonna be right top top three, top four. She's Most chasing. She's chasing. I think she should chase the golden boot. I think I'm um, I'm quite I'm quite, you know, she's such a great player. I I believe that if the pride keep keep winning or she keeps scoring, I think yeah. uh, it's all gonna fall and into place. They just need to feed her as well. I find we don't. There's not enough crossing, in my opinion, for the size that Messiah is. I, I don't think it's really how Seb wants to play, but. I feel like, you know, we're putting some good balls into the box for her. She's she's a good foot taller than most defenders she comes up against. So hopefully, you know, she can really kick on and, and have a, a great season. For sure. And uh, I wanted to go ahead and uh, thank everyone that has been live with us today. Jeffrey O, hey, everyone, we're ready to let Papi go. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> 
Sorry, sorry to laugh, guy, you know, Jeffrey, but, you know, I just think it's hilarious. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a very, you know, there's a very real possibility that people who were calling for Pappy's head at the beginning of the season might end up being sad if he leaves because we didn't renew his contract or whatever, yeah. right? It, it, it's funny, but everything, everybody's happy when we're winning, Luis. Like, that's all good. Everyone no, forgets no about what happened. Everyone, winning, so. you know, everyone is gonna forget about the whole Papi out there. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> now it's gonna be Papi in because we want him to stay in. That's right. Or Papi renew. Like... We need a new <laughs> phrase for for the renewal. We're gonna, we're gonna get some t shirts. Some t some t shirts for that. Oscar you know? back in. Back in. There you go. There you go. M O. Maybe he was in Brazil getting his green card. Uh, what? Juninho? No, I he's think too, that's a reference it's to Juninho. Too, it's, it's too soon for a green card. You gotta be in the in the country for like over two years to. Yeah. I yeah. think two or three years. Yeah. So I like Pedro for him getting Pedro for example, like man. like Pedro could get into green card like right now. I think he'll be eligible either this year or the next year. So, um, you know, I think he's the only one right now. Uh, but any anything else you want to add before we go, John? Nobody. I mean, I'm uh, excited for for Saturday's game. It feels like it's been forever since we've had a home game. I know, so I know. It's gonna be. It'll be nice to have a bit of Saturday night, you know, seven thirty action. And then the and, pride. Uh, the it'll pride be a really tough match. So. The the pride play on Friday. So everyone that wants to go on Saturday. Make sure you buy your tickets to see the Pride on Friday. You know, double header. There's bars around town. You know, you know you you know you can go to Pine Street. You know, you can drink a, a couple of drinks. You know what I mean? Uh, get a cholo dog right from from the stands right there. Uh, concessions. But uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I think it's gonna be two huge games for Orlando. I mean, Orlando becomes strong at home against a tough team like St. Louis, setting a good precedent to get really ready for what's coming uh, away. And then Orlando Pride probably getting fourth place in the league, you know? Last uh, thing before we go, Luis, is the predictions. For okay. The, uh, so, well, predict both. How about that? We'll give an Orlando Pride yeah. prediction this week. So to me, the Orlando Pride-San Diego game will end 3-0 Orlando. Ooh. Alex Morgan missed Misses a PK. Lol. <laughs> there you go. And then Love the Orlando. 2-1, two, the pride. I think it'll be tougher. Yeah. And for Orlando City, uh, I'm going for 1-0 win Orlando. 80th minute. Ooh. Uh, I think it's another 3-1. Oh man. Okay, okay. I think okay. we love it. We love a three one. Yeah, we love the three one. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Every time we win, it's three one at the moment. You know? I agree. I agree. So, so I think three one with a we're due a Duncan goal. We're due a Duncan goal and another with, Faku goal because he's gonna keep rolling. And he's he's doing the flip. He's in the flip. And maybe a dagger dan goal. Don't get me really excited. Uh, maybe you're just gonna, maybe you're gonna go another one. Your dagger dan, your dagger dan jersey. Another one. There you go. Another one. Thank you guys uh, for all your support. I want to encourage everyone to certainly uh, subscribe to our channel. 
We're available on uh, Facebook as LP underscore podcast. We're also on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. Thank you so much for your support as well. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Uh, make sure you check us out on our social media accounts. Keep subscribing. We're uh, 657 subscribers. We're close to 700. Let's uh, keep that rolling. And uh, without anything else, uh, let's have a great weekend. And vamos Orlando, guys. Take care. Vamos Orlando. See you guys. See you guys. Have a good one. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.